This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. I swear by Apollo the Physician and Asepius and Hygieia and Panacea and all of the gods and goddesses as my witnesses that, according to my ability and judgment, I will keep this oath and this contract. Now this is the beginning of the Hippocratic Oath, one of the most famous medical texts of ancient Greece. But it came some time after the father of sports medicine, something that this week's guest fully dove into. Now, sharing his skills to help you win your fantasy football league, we have Brian Scott of the Injured List Podcast. Welcome to Fantasy Football Origin Stories, where each episode is a journey back in time to explore the unique experiences of some of the coolest and most influential people in the fantasy football industry. I'm your host, Arnie Chapman, also known as the Football History Dude. Now, I love fantasy football, and I want you to come along with me to explore the yesteryear of the armchair gridiron. So hop on board my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. This time of the stuff of the DeLorean? The date is 5th century, sometime in the 5th century BC in ancient Greece. We're here to witness the father of sports medicine go do some work. His name, Herodicus. Most often given the honor of being the first person to mix sports with medicine. Hence, the father of sports medicine. This is all pulled from the National Library of Medicine, by the way. And apparently, he started off as a sports teacher. Then he worked his way into the medical industry. Let's just say things in the medical field were a little bit different back in ancient Greece times. Not to be harsh, but with this unfortunate bad news on Monday night and my stallion for a couple of my fantasy leagues, if Nick Chubb had that injury in ancient Greece times, they would just assume that the fantasy football god struck him down. He was smite down for doing something so egregious that he must be out for the season and fortunately, possibly the career. But that's what they thought. The gods would smite you down as a form of punishment. And that's, and that's the reason why you were sick. But then if you got better, then it was like you're getting back in the good graces of the gods. But seriously, we do have to talk about Herodicus and then the Hippocratic Oath that we have from the beginning, based on the teachings of Hippocrates, one of the most famous physicians in history. Again, if you can call him that, you know, because we're talking ancient Greece times. Ah, Speaking of that, tangent time moment for me. Can't wait until, actually, I can't wait, obviously. Oh, I got my DeLorean. Boom. That's what I'm going to do. I wish I could go forward in time. I don't know, even 30 years, 50 years, whatever it is, because we look back and we're like, man, those dudes are crazy. I can't believe they did that bloodletting or all these other stuff, you know, put these leeches on me and all that kind of thing. And what are we going to have, I don't know, just 15 years in the future? People thinking, man, what's wrong with those dudes? Even fantasy football perspectives as now we look at, unfortunately, again, going back to Nick Chubb. We look at this whole take three running backs back to back to back as crazy speak. It used to be normal. But that's just kind of how things change with fantasy football, with injuries, and all that type of stuff. But let's get back to this week's guest. He ended up taking the path of the father of sports medicine to become fully immersed into the sports medical field. Now he's worked in sports medicine and orthopedic surgery for over 20 years. He also happens to be a major fantasy football fan. So when you take those two things and you mash them together, 
what do you get? Somebody that can straight up give you an edge over your fantasy league mates and your upcoming, well, I would say draft. Let's scratch that back a little bit, but maybe are you going to play a guy? Are you going to trade for him? Are you going to, well, the, the Cooper Cup, who knows what's going to go on there. So that's kind of the stuff we talk about a little bit in this episode. But either way, I bring to you this week's guest, Brian Scott of the Injured List podcast. And to learn more about his work, all you got to do is head to theinjuredlist.com or search for the Injured List podcast basically in any app of choice because it's going to pop up. And speaking of helping you with your fantasy football league, well, here's an update on the SHN Listener League. Gold Blood is still on top. They have 139 points, taking the route this past week of Debo Samuel, scored at least one touchdown, right? Fred Warner, tackling machine over the middle, and the 49ers defense. And if you want to join, you're welcome to do so for free. Even though it's a, it, coming up on week three, you could do it any time of the league. Like I said, any time of the year, it's, it's free to join. And if you want to learn more about the Listener League, you can head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash tailgate. And the reason why it's tailgate is because we're using this platform called Tailgate Fantasy. It's like super simple, man. All you got to do every week, you pick three players from your favorite team. So so like I'm the Lions, right? And I'm always going to pick new Detroit Lions players every week. And hopefully this time against the Falcons, we don't blow it uh, like we did last time. We just go for it. And what you do is you get to root for your home team, even if you can't pick up the players, because, you know, it's hard for me to get Lions players in my fantasy league, but you get to choose them and you get to root for players from your home team every single week, regardless. And that's the beauty of Tailgate Fantasy. And that that's the reason why we use it as the platform of choice for our listener league. And again, it's wide open. You can come join for free. It's not like, oh, hey, week one is over. Week two is over. I can't join now. No, you can join now. It doesn't matter for the overall rankings because, hey. Maybe in the future, we're going to have some kind of little giveaways and stuff, and we're going to have weekly awards. So check it out. Again, Tailgate Fantasy is free to play. It's the app of choice that we're using for our listener league. So go join right now, even in the middle of the season. All you got to do is head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash tailgate to get all the details. And with that, let's get into this week's interview with Brian Scott of the Injured List podcast. Sure, we'll talk a little fantasy. I mean, we got to figure out what's going on with the hyperextension of Travis Kelsey and everything. But, uh, you know, other than that, you know, as Lions fans, so that's the first question I ask is, uh, where do your NFL loyalties lie, if you have any? Oh, uh, I'm a giant fan all the way. Okay. So this is, I mean, of course, being from the New York area, it's kind of like a homer like me then, or was there other reasons for it? Um, No, not just, you know, I didn't really go to much football growing up. Um. But uh, Boomer Esiason graduated from my high school um, years before me, obviously. But I played uh, baseball with his nephew. And back in the 80s, when the Cincinnati Bengals made it to the Super Bowl, they had a big, big parade in town. And he was there. And he donated a bunch of money to the school to basically upgrade uh, the gym, um, weight room, and everything at the school. Donated a bunch of uniforms for the baseball team and the football team, which which I played baseball. And so that kind of, uh, at a young age, got me into following football. But uh, I always kind of gravitated toward the Giants just because I think they were most prevalent on TV. And they during the time, you know, when I was young in the 80s, they were a very successful team, won the Super Bowl in 86. So... I just ended up kind of sticking with them. They became my team. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not... Well, first off, having a cool story like that, like a 
a quarterback come and donate and have everything to your high school. But then also, like you said, being able to actually have your team growing up have significance and win a Super Bowl. I don't know if we talked about this already, but I'm a Lions fan. So, um, nice. yeah, I, uh, I haven't had a whole lot of success in my days, but that's why I asked about the whole <laughs> Travis Kelsey and the hyperextension. I see that he might, he's in doubt now for like Thursday. I mean, I don't even know what's going on there. Or the- uh, I mean, I'm sure they're waiting on an MRI because, uh, with a hyperextension injury, I mean, there's potentially some serious damage that can occur. So I don't think they're going to risk him out there in two days without at least getting imaging done beforehand, unless it was just kind of like a little tweak and he's fine. I mean, who knows, but doesn't sound good in the initial reports. Who knows? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know much. I haven't even seen it other than the first it was Kelsey um, something hyperextension knee. And then the next thing I saw yeah. was in doubt for Thursday. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? And of course, yeah. my bat signals had to go up. These are just smoke signals for when they actually lose. Then they have excuses. Chris Jones, <laughs> Travis Kelsey. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll see. Well, the, the media likes to put this, you know, they want to get the headlines too. So they put, you know, Oh, in doubt, week one. Well, yeah, I mean, it's only two days away. So, you know, if it if it is a significant injury, then yeah, he's probably, he might be out. But let's wait till the smoke clears a little bit and see what actually happened. Right. And wait to hear from them, you know? Yeah, and that, that goes into some of the stuff we'll talk about from your show in general. Is like, let's get the science behind yeah. it and everything like that. And, you know, we'll dive into the Injured List podcast, but let's go back a little bit. Cool. Oh, hey, I didn't show you this yet. So this is the actual DeLorean oh. that we get to ride in and everything. So... <laughs> You have the legit keys of the DeLorean. We're going to go back to (laughs) maybe either your first memory of it being uh, like awareness or even the first time playing fantasy football. Oh, I'm sure it was in college. Um, And I'm quite certain it was, uh, and no no plug intended, uh, Yahoo um, fantasy. Just because when I was in college, I, I used to associate with a lot of the athletes um, because <clears throat> I was an athletic training major, and so we would cover all the athletic events and work with the teams. I had a couple of roommates roommates that played basketball. I knew a bunch of guys on the football team. I had some sweet mates um, and a, a suite across from us that played football. So those guys, you know, obviously, like back then, uh, things were kind of a little bit less stringent as far as what they could be doing. And the and and at that level, we were at a small Division three school. Nobody really cared. Um, so we all, you know, participate in fantasy sports and all this stuff. And uh, they wrote they wrote me into some fantasy football stuff. And then we actually, uh, growing up um, in New York, a lot of us were from not just Long Island and stuff, but I went to school upstate. And so there were a lot of people from upstate New York. <clears throat> and a lot of them followed race car driving. So they got us into fantasy race car stuff. We used to all compete in a fantasy race car league. That was probably the big one. They were all big race car guys. So... Um, and I had grown up around race car stuff. My father and my brother were in it. So we did a bunch of things. Uh, and then every year for the, for at least two or three years while we were in college, we went to Watkins Glen and watched the races. And that was the official end of the <laughs> NASCAR fantasy league. And the one year I won, they gave me a little trophy and I still have it to this day. It's tucked away somewhere. And it was basically a little NASCAR Winston cup. And it had my name engraved with my team name and, the funny thing was I had Rusty Wallace on my fantasy team that year and he was probably my best driver that got me a, a bunch of points. And this was when he drove for Miller, I think. And every year at Watkins Glen, they Miller sponsored this thing where you could go sit and have Miller with Rusty. 
And so a bunch of guys were like, we're going. So we got tickets somehow and we ended up going. And it was like a trivia thing where you would have to answer Rusty Wallace trivia. And one of the guys in our group was a huge Rusty Wallace fan and he knew everything about Rusty. So he was just rattling off answers. And one of the things you get when you rattle off an answer as a prize was you get to take a picture with Rusty. So they took a picture. They're like, B, they call me B. Like, B, you got to go up there, dude. We need your picture with Rusty and the cup. Bring the cup. So I have a picture of myself standing there at Rusty Wallace with my little mini cup from that, <laughs> from that race as part of my championship <laughs> for the NASCAR fantasy. So that whole year was kind of like my intro- introduction into the world of fantasy sports. <laughs> well, that's awesome. But so again, it's like you, you got to feel the whole you know, being part of the game, even if you're not directly part of the game. I mean, what, okay, so this is a fantasy football show, but now I got to ask the question. So fantasy racing, like how do you get <laughs> points or is it just straight up wherever they finish, then they get a certain amount of points or are like bumps or passes or how, how does it work? No, I, I, I think it had to do with qualifying and finish position. I don't know if it was much more than that, to be honest with you, <laughs> but it was like throughout the entire season. So it wasn't just one race, but um, it was similar, I think, to... Uh, if I remember, I haven't played this since. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, I I don't I can't remember if it was like race by race, or you would draft or pick racers. You might have had like a limited number of spots, and then you fill at each race. I think, if I remember correctly, and then you would just score points based on the finishes. You know, I was in something similar. One of my first, actually, I, I talk about this on the show, and I always can't remember my first actual memory of fantasy football. I I, I think fantasy basketball was my first because I remember doing a salary cap league. And that would, you know, where, of course, you don't pick every, every week you get to pick a different player, but you had to, they'd give you the salaries, you had to figure it out. And I wonder if something like that would work in racing as well. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure they could find a way. <laughs> you know, I didn't even, I don't know why it didn't dawn on me, but I was playing essentially the rules of DFS back in basketball when I was before high school. I just realized that the salary cap, oh my goodness, how did I just never put that together? <laughs> <laughs> I've never done anything but like the best ball PPR stuff. So I don't, <clears throat> I'm not too averse with all the other formats. Um, that's pretty much the one that most of the people I associate with play, and that's the one I'm more familiar with. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, no, it's just a matter of every player's associated with the salary, and you have to fall within under yeah. the limit of, like, say, 50000 or whatever it might be and everything. And, yeah, that was, like, the exact same thing we did in our basketball league, Week, but it was a week-to-week head-to-head competition versus, like, a, yeah. like now it's DFS for tournaments or whatever. I, I just, I don't know why it didn't dawn on me, but I was using that model way back before high school, even. Sure. But um, so okay, that might take a little too much of my brain power. <laughs> I don't know if I can do with that. Well, hey, I was doing it during math class, so I was doing math. You know, we we print off the sheets and we <laughs> would use a calculator in the background. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> educational, educational. I got it. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, so what about okay? I mean, you gave me some racing, but what about like in football and stuff? Either, uh, you get the DeLorean. We'll go back first. Like your favorite fantasy player of all time? Like maybe you always flag planet. I always got to have this guy in my team, kind of thing. Well, I always got to have at least one or two New York Giants guys. Um, and obviously, El- Odell's first year in the league, I snatched him right up. Um, so I had him <clears throat> at least one, maybe two years running at the beginning. And then um, I've had, I had actually had Daniel Jones as one of my quarterbacks last year when I finished second and I lost in the championship game of one of my leagues. Um, so I always got to try and get one of my guys from my team on there, at least one, usually two. And um, I had Graham Gano, the kicker, on there a couple of years ago. Um, I have Jalen Hyatt, the rookie wide receiver, who just took Odell's number. I've got him on one of my leagues this year. I've got Saquon on another team I have. So, so you know, throughout the years as the Giants' 
roster has kind of turned over. I've always had at least <laughs> one or two offensive guys, uh, skill position players from the Giants. You know, I think that we can all relate as fans of our NFL teams, me being Lions or you being Giants. And now I'm going to do a shameless plug for our, our local sponsor here. We got a, we've been running with Tailgate Fantasy Sports, and it's kind of like a unique way to play fantasy. It's super basic, super um, easy. You pick three players. Like, well, okay, so let me let me step it back a little bit. You pick your team. So like you'd pick your Giants and I'd pick the Lions. And like we'd have the same team the whole which by the way, if you want to play, you can go to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash tailgate. It's free. But you just pick like your team throughout the whole year, and then every week you have to pick three different players within that team. So against the Chiefs, like, do I want to put Montgomery this week? Blah, blah, blah. Because next week I can't play the same guy. It's like you got to kind of rotate it a little bit. So you get, there's some kind of strategy involved. But it's also defensive players for sacks and individuals. So it's just a way for you to be able to put fandom put the word fan back in fantasy football and everything. It's just like a guy that just started with the co-founder. So it's kind of neat. Something you should check out anyways. That's a shameless plug for our our, our, uh, partners, Tailgate Fantasy Sports. What about going back in time for a different reason, though? This time you do get that DeLorean right there. I filled up the, um, you know, the Mr. Fusion and all that stuff. You get to go get one mulligan and you get to redo a draft pick or a trade or whatever it is from one year. What would you, what would be your mulligan? Oh, well, it would have to be not too long ago, like 2000, was it 2020, 21? I had Saquon and I was lighting it up and then he tore his ACL. Oof. And that was it. So that was a huge blow to my roster that year. <laughs> I think I pretty much cashed it in right after that. Um, yeah, I can't think of any, I, I'm not, you know, it's funny, like I've got guys that are always trying to trade and I'm like, I'm like very anti-trade. I don't know why. I always feel like the mix of players I put together somehow work in synchronization with each other. And if I go and start messing with my roster, I've screwed up everything. So I'm really hesitant to pull the trigger on a lot of trades. It's been very rare that I've actually done it. I can't even tell you how many times I have because it's been so few. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe it's just a superstitious thing. I don't know. Um, But I think for me, and, and I'm not doing this as a shameless plug, it's I, I do tend to kind of steer clear of the players that I think are susceptible to injuries, and I try to go with players who I know are durable because I like the consistency of the points that they can bring me in week after week. And if I know I'm going up against a stronger roster, I at least have a fighting chance because I know my starters are going to be in there. So I tend to, to build my roster around guys that I know are going to last and are durable, but yet are also productive, which is very hard to do in this day and age in uh, fantasy football. But um, so that to me, I think stands out the most as like, if I could go back, it'd probably be subbing out one of those injured guys. Maybe if I could see it coming down the pipeline uh, to try and avoid that. And Saquon was, was a huge one because it happened like, I think week five or six, or actually might've been a little earlier, maybe week four that year. Um, and then uh, I think it was the year later or the year before he was dealing with a high ankle sprain and missed a bunch of weeks. And I should have seen the writing on the wall. And I just, I, I, it was my guy, you know, my running back. And I just overlooked it and it, I got sunk for it the following year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to be, I, I can't remember the specific year either, but I, that was the year I took Christian McCaffrey number one and somehow I traded for Barkley and then both of them were down for the whole season. So oh, yeah. yeah, it was, I, that was the same year. They, <laughs> yeah. they both, 
I think they both had high ankle sprains and McCaffrey came back and had a bad AC separation in his shoulder and ended up missing even more time. I, I do remember that year. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I thought here I am. My brother's like, how did you pull that trade off? I can't believe the league let you do that. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, they're both gone for basically the year. It's like, well, see, that's what happens. So m- my right. whole season was yeah. shot. Cause obviously I had to give up, you know, a bunch <laughs> of backup guys to, to go there. But, um, yeah, I also like I also like to think I build a very strong bench. I like to think that I'm very crafty with my free agent pickups and free agent signings and picking guys off the rosters uh, or off, off of um free agency. Um so I I feel like I I'm able to supplement my roster pretty well and 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 deal with uh emergencies that pop up like that. So, I like to think that that's kind of my forte. I'm not so good strategy-wise. <laughs> I'm not so good picking players in the draft. But I feel like I, I adapt pretty well during the season. And I think that's, especially the last two years, I've actually had some good runs. I finished second and third, respectively, in my last two um, big draft uh, things that I've done. This year, I'm actually participating in like four or five. I can't even keep track anymore. Um, more than I normally do. I usually do like one or two. And I've actually got another draft tonight. So this is going to be like my fifth or sixth month. Uh, it's too many rosters to maintain. I'm not sure how I'm going to do. What time do we got to get you out of here by? Oh, we got plenty of time. It's not till later on. Okay. So then let's, before we dive into, you know, you said shameless plug with the injured list podcast. I have Brian Scott here. What about, okay, so this upcoming, we'll use an example. A guy like Cooper Cup. So are you like almost like bombs throw away stay away from a guy like that because of it or with your experience do you think that he might have a shot um i i tend to shy away from him altogether and um reason being uh this injury that he has number one hamstrings notoriously take forever to get better they're a difficult injury to treat um, very often and very easily reaggravated. So the fact that now he's dealing with this into the early into the preseason um, does not bode well for the remainder of the year. That being said, he's also had some pretty significant injuries throughout his career. Um, he had a, an ankle issue, I think, that he ended up having surgery for. Um, did he tear his ACL too? He might have been a, an ACL player as well. I can't remember. But he he's had some pretty significant stuff. The, the thing about him is he really didn't peak until a couple of years into his career. So I think sometimes his injury history gets a little overshadowed by the productive years that he had. But let us not forget that he's now 30 years old, which in NFL years is like 100, and especially at the receiver position. So to battle back from stuff like this that he's had over the last couple of years becomes much more difficult for these guys. Like they definitely lose a step. And... um. You know, having been around that environment and knowing what it takes to maintain such a high level for an extended period of time, I'm I'm just not as optimistic about his fantasy production. So I tend to steer away from guys like him at this juncture of their career, because even though he may be very productive in this fantasy realm, um, I think it only is going to come more in spurts. Like, I don't think you're going to see it on a consistent basis like you would when he was peaking a couple of years ago. Um it's unfortunate to say, but it's the reality of the sport, no matter how you look at it, whether it be from my perspective as an injury guy, as a healthcare person who works in sports medicine, or from a fan's point of view. I mean, if you just go back and look at the numbers historically, you'll see that there's a most players have a pretty big drop off um, after a certain stage in their career. 
Yeah, there's just like that cliff or whatever that they hit. And it's almost like the way that you described that if he falls far enough in best ball, which we're running low on time on that, maybe it is worth picking him up because of like you like you said, the short spurts and the spikes, you don't kind of rely, uh, rely on him for every week and everything like that. Yeah, he might be a guy worth like just tucking away on IR and holding on to him for later in the year when he comes back, whenever that may be, and then throwing him in there, you know, a couple weeks. I think you'll see some good production out of him. I just don't think you're going to see it for an extended period of time throughout the year. Yeah, especially that consistency where every every single week, like the victory or loss is like such a big, go ahead, you got someone coming on the shoulder. They've been forewarned. <laughs> I mean, you gave me a little bit of like, uh, we'll say insight into your thought process and like how you go about crafting your rosters and such, um, which is the reason why we brought you on the show. We're going to really take that DeLorean back, uh, East Islip High School, and we're going to say, okay, why would you... Let's go to that 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 young young self of yours, you know, Marty McFly version, and let's figure out why did you start there, or how did you start from this high schooler to now becoming, you know, in the medical profession to being on fantasy football origin stories. Take me through that timeline. Uh, well, I mean, growing up, I was always involved in athletics. I played basketball. I played baseball. Um, for most of my youth, I played soccer regularly at a pretty high level up until about junior high. So I've always had a very passionate interest in sports, <clears throat> mostly uh, as a participant. But then, you know, you get a little older, you move to college, you start focusing more on your studies, you know, as luck would have it, or maybe didn't have it, you know, growing up as a five foot seven inch Italian guy in Long Island, uh, the, the professional athletic career uh, from an early onset was pretty slim <laughs> pickings. Um, that light was not shining very bright at the end of the tunnel. So, uh, you know, realis- realistic realism sets in pretty quick and you realize, okay, well, I'm going to have to f- figure out what I want to do with myself. So at a very young age, I always knew I wanted to do something as with, within the r- world of athletics. And so originally, um, in thinking about what I would like to do, I had looked at possibly doing phys education, um, being a gym teacher or coaching or something like that. But, my father, when I was young, was in the volunteer fire department for many, many years. And he had been, by the time he passed away a few years ago, he was about 33 years as a member, worked his way up to commissioner, was very active in um, the whole volunteer fire department system, which involved EMS as well. And so I got to see some really cool stuff uh, through that um, participation from him and really got interested in the medical fields um, by watching some of the EMS guys work and respond to car accidents and seeing my dad on the rig um, responding to emergencies like in our neighborhood. So that was kind of cool. I used to go down there with my brothers. We used to always participate with the fire department. Um, So kind of fast forward, you know, you get to college, you got to find a major, you got to figure out what you want to do. I'm like, well, how can I combine those two things? And I became aware of the athletic training profession, which is essentially the guys you see run out on the field on Sunday when you see the football players go down with injuries and stuff, it's usually uh, athletic trainers and one or two of the physicians, uh, the orthopedic guys. So <clears throat> I said, I want to do, I want to be that guy. That looks cool. You know, you get to learn a little bit about medicine, get to be around sports still, get to be on the field, watching from the sideline, no better seat in the house. Right. So uh, found some schools that had that major tract and enlisted in it and um, loved it right from the get go got really into it, um, had a great program where I went to school in upstate New York at a, a Division three state school. We had every major sport you could think of. 
um, including ice hockey, lacrosse. I mean, we had it all for on a much smaller scale, obviously, but we had all the facilities that any of the big schools had. It's just, you know, a little bit less of a budget. But I mean, I was exposed to everything from um, football early on to cross country to, to baseball to basketball, you name it. And um, really loved the profession, um, got into it really heavily, uh, did a triple A baseball internship one summer up there and got to work with the Orioles triple A organization for a whole season, which was amazing and thought for sure, this is what I'm doing. Like, this is where I'm going. But um, come to find out, you know, as you get a little older and you start realizing some of the nuances within the profession and things like that, that that might not have been a good choice because the pay was kind of low and the hours are very long. Um, but we always had a physician assistant who was at the college helping us treat our athletes who would come in and do a clinic session every week and saw what he did, which was a little bit more advanced kind of skills and knowledge and um, uh, abilities that he had and was like, you know, that sounds like something that might actually be really cool too, because not only do you get to be on the sideline and kind of in the locker room and in the training room, but those guys also get to go to the operating room and help put guys back together. And so that's how I ended up doing that once I got out of grad school and realized that the athletic training thing probably wasn't going to be a good long-term way to kind of maintain my, my wanted lifestyle and went to school and did PA school. But then after graduating and working in the profession for many years, I had a buddy, and this is where we start going into fantasy world here. I had a buddy who started, he was a big football guy and he always, in high school, he was a very good football player. He, he played all, all like for many years and he was really good. And um, he actually lives in Florida now and he started his own little Facebook live um, sports talk show. And I was like, hey, that looks like fun. And he's doing a great job with it. He's, he's doing a really good hosting with it. I kind of like the format. And um, he's like, hey, why don't you come on I want to know what's going on with, uh, you know, um, Tom Brady's knee or what's going on with Saquon's knee or ankle. And so he started having me come on. And this is going back now, almost four years. And uh, I was like, yeah, man, I can do that. I mean, I've been around it. I know exactly what he's dealing with. So every week that he would have his show, he started having me on. And then one thing led to another, and I'm kind of sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, well, heck, if he sees a need to have me on, other people might as well. So let me look into this podcasting thing. I hear it's really popular nowadays. And uh, never really wanted to do anything with video. <laughs> Still don't like doing video. But I'm like, I don't mind talking into a mic so people can at least just listen and hear what I have to say. And so I started doing my own little podcasting. I would just do kind of these little injury snippets here and there. Um, I was doing them on like Facebook. I was doing them on Clubhouse. I was doing them on just recording them and putting them up on, you know, the YouTube, uh, the, um, I'm sorry, the um, Apple podcast platform. And then kind of got a little more into it. I'm like, this is actually kind of cool. I can make, make something really more fun with this and have a good time with it. And it helps me kind of stay fine tuned because I can research a lot of the stuff I need to research and stay fresh with my education and, you know, help people out and, and then from there, it just transitioned into getting involved with Blue Wire initially and then getting involved with Belly Up and now um, working with Fantasy Sports Corporation. And those guys have been awesome. They're like huge fantasy guys. So that's basically all I do for them. <laughs> um, I used to do some other stuff with some of the other podcast networks, but with Fantasy uh, Sports Corps, 
I mean, I'm just full out fantasy and they have me basically on uh, all their football shows. Um, and so it, it just kind of snowballed and uh, there we were at the expo not too long ago in Canton, Ohio, which was awesome. First time there. Had a great time there. I was on the medical panel talking about injuries and stuff. And I, I try not to do what everybody else does. There's a couple other guys that do like the same or similar type of thing. But I try to, I try to kind of not, I don't want to say dumb it down, but I try to come at it with a, an approach from like, okay, here's where I've been. Here's what I've seen. Um, not just out of my medical textbook, but you know, here's what I've dealt with when I was a trainer and I was in the locker room and I had to deal with coaches and players and, and upper management. And, you know, I know the conversations that are happening behind closed doors. I know the thought processes that are going on when these guys are dealing with injuries. And so it's hard to kind of just take the science and the research from the medical field and extrapolate that and apply it to fantasy. And it's hard to just look at fantasy and extrapolate information from that and not apply it to the medical sciences. So I try to blend the two together by trying to use my experience, use my education to figure out what's probably happening on the behind closed doors, but what's also happening physiologically with their injuries. And through that is how I kind of come to my conclusion. So I'm just gathering information that everybody else is gathering from reading the press, picking up the media videos and, you know, social media tweets and all that other stuff. And I'm just coming at it from my point of view and putting all that information together to try and, put out some information for free. I don't charge anything for it. Nothing like that. Um, I know some guys do. Uh, I'm not into it, into that. Um, this is information that I'm putting out there for everybody to hear. Uh, you guys can take it and do what you want with it. I'm not ever going to tell you whether you should pick somebody or not pick somebody. <laughs> uh, I always said like, I don't really know fantasy strategies. I don't know. I'm not a stats guy. I'm not a big numbers guy when it comes to sports stuff. I just enjoy watching it. And I enjoy the competition behind it and the excitement that goes along with being a fan. So I just try to apply my knowledge and my take for that aspect of it. And I let you guys deal with all the numbers and statistics and probabilities. <laughs> and you can use my information however you feel that to be fit. So that's where that's how I ended up here. That's, that's what I'm doing now. And it's going well and I'm enjoying it. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I feel like uh, things are still kind of going up. Uh, I haven't kind of plateaued yet. I feel like there's still some room to grow with the podcast and everything and with uh, my my role in fantasy, but it's uh, it's been a good time. Yeah, I mean, you might, again, I've told other guests this, but you've already reached the pinnacle being on the fantasy football origin story. So, you know, you can kind of <laughs> log right. out there. But no, so again, the Injured List podcast. But then you also mentioned something called, would you say the Fantasy Sports Corporation is the network you're part of? And yep. what is, where can the listener yeah, find so, that? Yeah, so we have a pretty strong YouTube channel, Fantasy Sports Corporation. We do a lot more video stuff. At least the other guys do. I'm still kind of more the podcaster, but I uh, make guest appearances on their shows to do uh, injury takes. Um, I, I Now that football has officially started this week, <clears throat> I usually do uh, Friday nights and I do Sunday mornings right before kickoffs. We do a quick injury segment where I kind of just run down some of the more popular fantasy players and what the injury statuses are and what you could expect um, as far as whether they'll be ready to play. If they are, will they be effective? And if they're not playing, what kind of timelines we can expect them to return from? So um, I do that with them uh, mostly on their YouTube channel right now, but they also, we do a lot of little YouTube shorts. I've been doing some injury shorts on the YouTube channel and those they try to post and blast on social media as well. So you can find uh, those on Twitter, Instagram, 
Um, primarily, they do have a Facebook page. We do have the YouTube thing, which is the big channel. We are also on Rumble as well. Um, but it's a group of guys that I actually got together with who we all left another network and partnered up together to form Fantasy Sports Core. And so we're all kind of partners in it. It's about six of us that um, basically um, decided to get together. Um, and we all had kind of collaborated together previously, and we all kind of have the same kind of mission and goals in mind when it comes to building a new network and something different. So we all kind of partnered together, and we're all working um, to build a, a something a little different and bigger and better and, and just kind of get out there and compete with all the other Joneses. Well, there you go. Okay, so, I mean, this is one of those, well, now I'm going to give out the secret sauce, but if say someone else is out there, okay, they're like, hey, you know what, I, th- I like the concept of kind of banding together, even though we know we're not out there to make money for it. But like, if someone says I'm interested in making my own little thing, like what kind of recommendations or advice would you give to the person that hasn't taken that plunge yet? Yeah. You know, I always had a, a vision of what I wanted this to be and um, not really caring what anybody else thought <laughs> or what kind of input they had as far as what they thought it should be. Uh, you got to stick to your guns, you know, come up with an idea uh, and make, make sure it's something you're passionate about. Um, it, you know, don't look at it as a job. It, 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 in most cases is not going to be, and uh, it's a hobby and just try to have fun with it. Um, but develop a game plan, start out small, uh, work your way up. I, I mean, I don't have a big production, as you can tell, I'm not sitting in a studio somewhere. Um, but, you know, invest in some good uh, equipment, because especially if you're looking to do podcasting, it's all about the audio. Uh, it's, a, a aud- it's an audible experience. You want your fans and listeners to have a pleasant audio experience. So you don't want to be on a mic crackling, you know, talking like you're in a three uh, shortwave radio. You want to um, make it sound good. Um, and you don't have to break, break the bank to do that these days. There's so many, so much good technology out there. Things are very affordable. And um, yeah, just kind of find the niche uh, that you think has been untapped. And if it's something that meshes well with what you want to do, go for it. And don't, don't, don't second guess it. Just do it. Um, life is short. You don't always have opportunities. And if you have a chance now, uh, just go for it. It's led to some great relationships I've formed. I've met some uh, great people uh, over the last four years. I've developed some good friendships so far. Um, Like I said, we were at the uh, Canton, Ohio, at the Football Hall of Fame not too long ago for the National um, Fantasy Football Expo, which was awesome and so much fun. Um, And those are guys I've been working with for several years and never actually met in person. And so we all just hung out. It was like getting together with your old college buddies. It was a great time. And we had a blast and I look forward to doing it ne- again next year and year after that and so on and so forth. So, um, and it, you know what, if I'm still in the same position then in a couple of years that I am now today, uh, it'll still be that much fun, if not more fun. So, uh, you know, um, it wouldn't be a disappointment at all. Yeah. I, I myself enjoyed it as well. That, that whole convention that was my first time. If I can, I'll go every time. It's just kind of cool to see people in person that maybe you communicated with before. Um, Let's see, which way do I want to take this? We're, we're, we're getting ready to close up here pretty soon. Uh, ILP Sports. Let's, let's give you a little chance to show, share some love. What is that and what's the mission? Yeah, so that is a brand new project of mine. Um, I actually uh, just basically rolled that out <clears throat> uh, full bore here uh, the last couple weeks. It's a consultant company that I started on my own. And what it is, is basically me put myself out there as an injury consultant. 
and uh, has nothing per se to do with fantasy, but it uh, does have to do um, with athletes and sports. And um, I'm basically uh, offering services as a consultant as like a healthcare liaison to help injured athletes um, who are going through an injury. And uh, maybe they're at, at an elite level and they're at a crossroads now, potentially career-threatening um, injury, and they're not sure uh, where to go, uh, who to see, what to do, whether they're getting good advice, um, are they seeing the right person for their problem, are they being um, guided in the right direction by the people around them? And I'm putting my offering my services out there um, to kind of help them. And um, this is something that I've been working on for a while now. I had some help um, with some friends and coaches of mine uh, on the business side of stuff and the legal side. And um, you know, it's it's basically what I've done throughout my entire career as a PA. Um, it's basically kind of bridged a gap between patients and physicians. And so in this role. Uh, I'm essentially extending that specifically to athletes and trying to help bridge the gap there for them um, to get in touch and in contact with the right people to help steer them clear of any pitfalls and uh, misguided directions uh, with dealing with a sports injury. And so, you know, my services are available not only to the athletes themselves, but organizations and uh, agencies like sports agents who might work with athletes or need some consulting work done or look for advice and stuff. So um, that's a new project I, I just completed. And um, if you want to learn more about it, you can check out my website, um, in ilpsports.com. I've got a video up there. It kind of explains more about it and where I'm coming from and who I am and what I do. And um, there's some information on there. If you uh, know somebody or yourself looking for help. Perfect. What, why ILP? What's that? Well, so funny enough, uh, it all started with the Injurelist podcast, and that's what the ILP ah, is. Okay. Well, there's the t- this idea of doing this all kind of branched out of working on the podcast and doing the podcast because what I found is like a lot of people who know me from the podcast will then reach out to me and be like, "Hey, on a side note, like my nephew uh, twisted his ankle the other week. What do you think?" And so <laughs> I'm like, "Listen, I've been doing this." for family, for friends and stuff for years, uh, pro bono. I'm like, maybe I should try to cash in on something here. Um, but, you know, listen, that's that's more of a business venture um, because now you're requiring some medical expertise uh, that's not fantasy related. I mean, this is real world stuff. <laughs> so, um, so for that, uh, there is some fees attached, but uh, it's reasonable and uh, I'm willing to work with anybody and we'll make it work no matter what the budget is. So. Well, there you go. I just wanted to make sure we had a chance for you to you know, promote that, I guess you say self-promotion. Yeah, um, th- yeah I appreciate that. Again, Thank you. I-L-P as in the letters I-L-P sports.com, correct? Yes. Alrighty. So as we go on here, um, well, besides that website, where can the listener go to find your work or connect with you? Yeah. So I'm very active on Twitter, uh, on at injured list pod. That's my Twitter space. Um, <clears throat> I'm not as active, but I am on all basically all the other social media stuff. The Injured List podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, and then um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. And you can find ILP Sports Consultants on LinkedIn, or you can find me by my uh, given name, Brian Maielli, um, on LinkedIn, where I have basically um, links to the podcast stuff, links to ILP Sports, and all that, and um, and other things that you can kind of get an idea of who I am, what I what I do, and what my skills are and whether or not you think that might be something you need or a fit for. And um, you can just get to know my credentials there. I got all them all up. 
And um, but yeah, mostly mostly active on uh, Twitter is probably like my, my big one, just because it's um, it's something I can do quickly throughout the day. Put a little quick tweet on there, even when I'm at work, and I have some a couple minutes to spare. Uh, just works best for me. All right, perfect. So this is one of those questions that's going to be a future question, though. Even though the DeLorean normally goes backwards, we're going to go in the future five <laughs> to twenty years. It doesn't matter. There's no specific amount. Um, the question is kind of open ended. It's you get to either choose what you think's going to change in the landscape of, say, fantasy football perspective, or maybe, you know, like how we treat injuries or safety, whatever it is. Like, what do you think or hope is going to change within the next five to 10 years? Yeah, well, with regards to fantasy, what I'm really waiting for, and I think it's going to be change the landscape, is once all these states start picking up along these lines of uh, approving and regulating and uh, legalizing the um, online gambling stuff, um, expect fantasy to explode um i'm in north carolina and only recently did we actually pass that law to my understanding and that doesn't even go in effect until next year at the earliest so and i you know lived in new york most of my life um until about six years ago and they passed the law in new york after i left and uh it's been a huge success up there so I think once more states kind of jump on board and legalize the online gambling stuff, I expect the fantasy um, world to really pick up from that and run and um, be way more profitable for some people, but also um, way more popular with playing and attending, attending and stuff. So um, that's where I see fantasy going. Uh, personally, uh, I don't see much changing. Um, I mean, I could... I have some ideas of how I'd like to see things play out, you know, maybe get a network deal, maybe not have to do my own editing and have somebody doing it for me and me being brought up on some big, big time shows to just give my injury feedback. But um, if it doesn't work out, that's fine too. I'll, I'm happy doing what I'm doing now. Um, with as far as ILP sports goes, man, that'd be great if I could make that a full-time gig and retire from my real job. I've been doing this a long time. When you get 20 plus years in the medicine, it's, the equivalent of doing like 40 or 50 in other specialties and career paths. <laughs> it's, it's pretty stressful at times. And so it could take a toll on you as you get older. So, um, uh, you know, if the cards all fall in the right place, maybe, uh, maybe I'll have that happen. Well, perfect. We'll be rooting for you. And again, we'll, we'll hop into DeLorean and take a look at it in the future. What about as we leave yeah. last words of, I used to always call them gridiron knowledge nuggets on my other show, the football history dude podcast, but this is more like, words of wisdom and maybe because of the nature of your podcast through the lens of somebody that this upcoming week we'll use Travis Kelsey as an example or maybe a Cooper Cup you know some some words of advice for somebody that's on the on the fence of maybe should I make a trade for a player or my sit start lineups but through the lens of someone looking at it from an injury yeah so let me just tell you um there's a lot of little nuggets that are usually put within these press and media reports that describe the injury. The problem is you've got to dig really deep to find them. And if you do, that can be the secret to having an advantage and knowing a little bit more than the average Joe about an injury and a player coming off an injury. So if you know what to look for, and if you do your homework, you can find those little nuggets, you can look it up and you can find out what that means, and that might kind of swing your decision in a positive way. Or you can listen to guys like me <laughs> who know what those nuggets are, who have already found them for you, and can give you some feedback, and then you can take my information into it. Um, 
But just remember that, you know, what you're hearing in the media and the press is not always coming directly from the sources. And in particular, when it has to do with injuries, because a lot of the healthcare providers who treat these players are not allowed to be talking to the press. And so those reports that come out, you know, like today with Travis Kelsey hyperextending his knee, it could have been the janitor in the back of the locker room who just happened to have the mop out when the guys came back into the locker room during practice after he hurt himself. And they might have just picked up their phone and said, Travis Kelsey just walked in here with the trainer. And that could be it. And you might see this in the headline as Travis, Travis Kelsey extends his knee or hyperextends his knee. I mean, you don't know where that's coming from, but nine times out of 10, it's not coming from the guys who know exactly what the problem is or are dealing with the injury. It's coming from some second or third hand source. And it somehow is ending up in the reporter's tablet or pad <laughs> um, or he scribbles something on a piece of paper. So don't always believe what you read. Make sure you do your homework, get more information. Um, and if you have questions, seek out a professional like myself. There you go. Don't just headline shop to make a roster decision, especially when it comes to injuries. Maybe we should just leave it up to the professionals. And speaking of professionals, how about that for a professional transition? Because I hope you enjoy listening to some of the most interesting professionals from the fantasy football industry and their origin stories here in the past, oh, we'll call it since I think around March we started this show, so maybe six months now? I can't believe it's been six months. We've been hitting at it every single week ever since we released. And if you have any interest in coming on the show, if you've been somehow involved in the sports industry, or maybe you know somebody you think you would be on the show, just tell them to reach out to me. You can uh, hit up fantasyfootballoriginstories.com. There's a contact page on there. Or just find me over on Twitter, X, whatever it's called. I'm at FHDude. That's F as in football, H as in history, dude. Just hit me up over there. You know, what do they call it? Slide to my DMs and all that stuff. Love to talk to you on the show and share your story. Your fantasy football origin story, that is. But now next week, speaking of fantasy football origin stories, we're going to sit down and we're going to chat with somebody that has this cool little moniker. He calls himself the fantasy football dad. But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fantasy Football Origin Stories. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please make sure to mash that little subscribe or follow button on your podcast player of choice, then head over to the website for the show notes and more Fantasy Football Origin Stories. That's at FantasyFootballOriginStories.com. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads. Crazy.